0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Matlinah and Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store and Forged Irish Stout. Delighted to be joined by Eddie Hearn here in Belfast. Eddie,
1: excited? So a huge fight week? Yeah, I mean, coming off just an epic night in Dublin. I mean, what, we're two hours up the road to Belfast. It's been two massive weeks for Irish Boxing. Another huge crowd this Saturday. One of my favourite cards of the year, you know, in terms of the TV portion of the card. I think you've got four really, really good competitive fights and uh, obviously for Mick Conlon and Jordan Gill, I think sometimes we always say careers on the line but let's be honest, like you get beat in this fight, I think you're done. So a lot of pressure on both and again, some cracking fights on the undercard as well. Huge implications
0: for the winner and you mentioned they're the loser as well, where, where they both go, both coming back off knockout defeat. Um, Lee Woods is going to be here, I believe, supporting Jordan Gill. Um, there's a lot of interesting variables coming with this but... If obviously Michael Conlon, I've no obviously he signed that co-promotional deal with himself, Conlon Boxing comes through Jordan Gill. If he stays at one thirty, what would you like to see him do? Because it seems like the Leewood Josh Warrington rematch is on the forefront of people's minds at the minute. Or can Michael force himself into that?
1: Yeah, I mean we are looking. You know, right now I'm, I'm thinking a lot about um, Leewood against Josh Warrington at the City Ground. But you can't forget the fight that took place between Leewood and Michael Conlon. Probably the best fight I've seen live. The most dramatic ending i've seen live and you know that his fans travel like michael's very lucky that he's got a huge fan base as you'll see on saturday and every time he fights so you know whether he's if he wins this fight whether that's a trip to cardiff to fight joe Caldina, whether that's joe coming here whether that's a trip to city ground well, i mean there's lots of options for him but certainly he must win and if he wins in style he'll be able to stand there on saturday and call out all those names in the 130 pound division
0: Could we see a scenario where Lee Wood potentially fights Joe Cordina
1: and we have Warrington Conlon, both with huge fan bases? all of those mixes, you know, Joe Cordina just wants the biggest fight out there. And Josh Warrington also wants the biggest fight out there. Lee Wood just wants the biggest fight out there. So does Michael Conlon. So, you know, Jordan Gill's going to have a bit to say about it because he puts himself in that mix. Obviously not a Lee Wood fight because they're best chums, but... You know, he puts himself in with all those names as well. So it's a really, it's a smash and grab for Jordan Gill, you know. But what Michael has, like I said, is a massive fan base. You know, he can do those fights, home or away. He can do those fights in New York. They will travel. And uh, he needs to win well on Saturday night.
0: You have not been to- Back to
1: Belfast, I uh, heard you say,
0: for seven years. Yeah. We're obviously having a bit of a resurgence with I- Irish, I- Irish boxing. And Conlon boxing has been a big part of pushing that. We saw the success of Katie Taylor last week. Um... I think I heard
1: you say that was that your like, best night in boxing. Do you stand by that? Yeah, one of. I mean, you, you say that a lot, you know, like when there's a great fight. That's the best fight I've ever seen live. People take the piss out of me on Twitter. They go, you say that about every fight, but in the moment, and I have to say it's right up there. You know, it's difficult when you've got two fighters in the fight. You know, that's why you did not see me in the ring celebrating a decision or shouting during the fight because... You know, obviously I have a very long-standing relationship with Katie Taylor. She's someone that's been a a big part of my career and business and life as well. So I was delighted to see her win, but I would have been delighted to see Chantelle win. And, you know, it's difficult because she left the arena and, like, everyone feels like they never got a fair crack at a whip. And, you know, I thought Katie was outstanding. I thought she won the fight, unquestionably, unquestionably. and you know she used her experience at times in the fight but in terms of the atmosphere in terms of the occasion in terms of the moment for her which is probably the greatest of her entire career amateur or pro goes to show how how big a night it was and you know when you talk about the disappointment for Irish boxing last time where Cully got beat Katie got beat now all of a sudden Donovan looks like a superstar you know uh, big win for for Gary Cully back in in a good fight Katie was sensational like it's got big momentum now and we'll move into a massive event uh, in Dublin or or similar area in the spring-summer. Croke
0: Park has to be next for Katie Taylor. I feel like when you look at her career, she's ticked every box now but would your preference be Amanda Serrano or Chantal Cameron? They were both great fights but the Chantal Cameron both won all. It feels like that would be the natural move.
1: I I think the trilogy feels like a natural fight but You know, again, Chantel and her team feel like they were a little bit hard done by at times. They said, you know, they might not want to come back to Dublin. But at the same time, they've made an absolute fortune over two fights. And they'll do it again in the third fight. So that's up to them. The Amanda Serrano fight remains a massive fight. The first was sort of about great fights. I mean, you know, Serrano against Taylor for me was actually a better fight than Taylor Cameron too. Might not have been as grueling and might not be as physical and might not be as dramatic in terms of the underdog status but still two epic fights so if you're going to somewhere like croak park it has to be a serrano rematch it has to be a Chantel Cameron trilogy so we'll see but not just croak park you know viva stadium other options but croak park is always you know the, the one the dream so we'll do everything we can to see if we can make it happen
0: he was a Devin Haney, obviously vacating his belts. Um, what do you make of that? It sort of blows the landscape open in that
1: division. No, I, I think he needs a lot of uh, credit for that because it's very easy. He, doesn't, he didn't have to vacate the belts. He could have seen how he got on against Regis Progre. And if he lost against Regis Progre, it gives him the security That's to come back and, and defend as a champion. So, one, it's a ballsy move and, and obviously a, a, a move that shows tremendous confidence, but also respect to him for not taking away opportunities for other fighters. Because sometimes in that position, a fighter or their teams go, no, 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 we'll hold on to him. Down to the last dying breath till you have to get rid of him. Now he's giving opportunities for fighters like Lomachenko, like Cambosas maybe uh, Tashi Fiero, our kid, you know, who's up there with a the WBO to get a shot at the world title. So he's obviously very confident, but also I think his days at 135 are numbered. Maybe he's sitting there now, I don't know, 147 and going, Poor, I'm glad I'm not fighting at 135 anymore. So respect to him for... You know, making sure that opportunities arise for fighters because he could have held them and seen what happens against program. By the way, I cannot believe that fight is coming round quick. Hasn't I it? know. I mean, I saw the ten days yesterday, nine days till Haney program. Unbelievable.
0: What a fight! Look. Got to address the elephant in the room. I know you probably much you can't say on it due to things going on in the background. Conor Ben's application rejected by the British Boxing Board of Control. You've often felt, I've heard you say on many occasions, that there's an agenda against Conor that he's maybe treated a little bit differently from other fighters who've had the same sort of scenario.
1: Can you just comment on what's the news that's come out and obviously Robert yeah. Smith's comments? I mean, firstly, I'll comment on your last part of that, which is unquestionable that Conor Ben has been treated differently to other fighters. You know, I mean, there's a very high-profile fighter that, that got treated completely differently. So why is Conor Ben? what is it about Conor Ben that's being treated differently to others? Don't know. That's one for the board. Very disappointed to see Robert Smith come on TalkSport and give his explanation without actually speaking to us. Again, choosing to go through the media. Uh, his comments actually were completely inaccurate, and that will be dealt with today by Conor and his legal team. And you, there'll be further news on that. For us, the focus is on making the fight. And until the fight is made, really, I'll say there's no point discussing how it's going to play out, but it might be irrelevant if we don't get this fight signed. So all of our focus is on February the 3rd at Spurs, Eubank against Ben. When, or if, we get it signed, then we will deal with the situation. We believe Conor Ben is clear to fight, legally. Again... Go through all of Robert's comments, but to say that he hasn't gone through the applicable chat I mean, this is just—that's com- I want to point. Compl- that will be dealt with in a big way because that is absolute rubbish. He's gone through the sit through his hearing with the WBC, okay, which is the the body that controlled the testing. He got completely cleared of any wrongdoing and reinstated in the rankings. Then he chose to go through the UCAD ruling as well because he felt like. It was the thing to do, and got his suspension lifted and won the case. So, again, that will be dealt with today, and you'll, you'll have further news on that. And when we make the fight, we will decide what we're going to do, but we have to make it first.
0: Any chance that this doesn't land in the UK?
1: No, I want this fight to happen in the UK. I want it to happen at February the 3rd at Spurs, and I'll do everything I can to make that happen.
0: It was obviously that thing about the board appealing. Did we ever get like communication in terms of when a hit, when that was supposed to be
1: they have appealed we wait for news on the day I mean look don't forget Conor Ben won his case in July right it's now December tomorrow so you know and when's the hearing going to be February, March I mean he's already boxed he's clear to box anywhere in the world Um, so we'll have to deal with the British Boxing Border Control but until we make the fight the battle or the, the conversation really won't take place but by the way we've only got a few days to make the fight so we'll see how it plays out
0: right and let's talk about move on to saudi arabia day of reckoning monster card how much are you looking forward to going there over the christmas period sharing the week with obviously frank warren and co yeah. deontay wilder anthony joshua and by the way um, not spoke about this but deontay wilder joseph parker how do
1: you see that fight you know what joseph parker is in a good place i mean he's really switched on in the last fight particularly and also in his training camp as well andy lee and those guys they really fancy yeah, the fight yeah. like I think that's a a, straight, a more straightforward fight for him style-wise than Otto Wallen is for AJ, being a Southpaw, a little bit craftier. Um, but we're just looking forward to four massive weeks now. Obviously, uh, Saturday night in Belfast. And then, of course, next week, Haney against Progre. And then Sonny against Bam the week after. And then straight to Saudi. So it's four mental weeks ahead. And the Day of Reckoning card is unbelievable. I mean, you know, it's, it is the best card I've ever worked on top to bottom so many different promoters so many different personalities so many different great fights we're filming some stuff tomorrow with with them which is going to be a lot of fun and you know I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to the production I'm looking forward to the, the, the fights I'm looking forward to being part of a historic night one very
0: final one from me, there was a picture of you and Frank on stage, you almost looked at each other and just sort of smiled, was it that thing there
1: where you looked and went we've talked a lot over the past few years but now look where we are, kind I of thing, think, what was said? I think someone said about head to head or something that and we, yeah, we laughed but um, you know, it, was, it felt, uh, I know there's been a lot of backwards and forwards over the years and, and there will be in the future but like he's not the kind of person that's just going to keep his mouth shut and be nice if, he, if he's got an opinion on something, it will be heard and same with me But also, we're not idiots, and we know there's a massive opportunity for our fighters, for our big companies, and for the sport here, with His Excellency. And it's out of respect, really, for that, and His Excellency, and the effort that they're making, that we kind of down tools, and go, shake hands. And it's not a shake, for me, it's not a shake hand as in, "Mm, suppose I've got to do this. It's a, let's go. Massive opportunity. So we'll see where it goes, and... um, very excited about the future. Eddie, I appreciate your time. Cheers, mate.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.